Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Homespun Yak. Continue, Kyle. <laughs> oh, well, I was just telling you about my childhood. Uh, uh, yes. No, um, about someone, Will, told me today, only a few hours ago, ago that students are being sent home. Shot. <laughs> oh. Sent okay. home from UNC. And I, I do a lot of work in Chapel Hill, and I drive through the campus quite a lot. And over the past few weeks, I have seen droves of students as they've been moving in and making their way around town. And uh, everything looked, you know, somewhat normal. Um, everybody's obviously wearing masks, but it seems as though they have decided to take another step back i haven't seen yeah. it i haven't seen like an actual article or i don't know any information about it but i did i'm see guessing there's a, some sort of virus I, I don't know i've never heard i don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah that is strange <laughs> i don't know what's been going on yeah. i've been wanting to go bar hopping and everywhere's always closed i, know, I don't I'm know what's like, going let on let me in man come on guys <laughs> try to do a jaeger bomb come on have you is in north carolina are the bars open because in baltimore they are um yeah some some are open in in raleigh i think they're still doing a like no alcohol past 11 p.m. rule anywhere. right yeah yeah that does that does stop people yeah uh that'll that'll do it yeah i, I saw the article i saw somebody post um on my facebook that somebody had or that unc had decided to quit in-person classes but you got to think that's got to be pretty disappointing for freshmen oh right God, you get su yeah. super excited i think this whole year has been really shit i mean obviously it's been terrible for a lot of people but let's just focus in on the college atmosphere <laughs> yeah I, I you know every time we start conversations like this about covid i feel like i have to acknowledge the people that have died mm. you know throughout this 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 viral infection uh, because I feel bad to ta be talking about like freshmen going through a hard time and not at least say, oh, don't worry, I'm aware that people that have, people died, have died in a hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so just have that long standing. If you're listening to this, that's just long standing <laughs> forever, it you goes know. Without saying. And now let me just remove all context and go just to the college world. Yeah, it would suck to be uh, a freshman and be all excited. You know, maybe you're excited for like a year or even two years about going off to college and having freedom and, you know, quote unquote freedom and all that stuff. And then you you have like your first week of classes. Ooh, it's super exciting. Yeah, moving in. There's a cute guy down the hall. I saw. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at me. I know, I know exactly <laughs> like that, that, that style of stuff. And then, you know, in your first week of classes, you going through like syllabus reading with the first day of classes. And then you have your first actual day. Cause maybe it's twice a week. Figuring and out where the buildings are. 
Exactly. Uh, yeah, trying to figure. Oh man, that was so, that was so much stress <laughs> trying know. to figure that stuff. I'm out. gonna be late. They're gonna know. Three hundred people in the class are gonna know. I know. I know. Don't look at anyone. Yeah. Don't talk to anyone. <laughs> you gotta go get your little school shirt your first week. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's wearing out. it. Uh, everybody's wearing it, thinking that they're unique. Yeah. <laughs> they're part of the part of the group. I'm part of this college, yep. and then you've got sophomore. Uh, even like juniors and seniors, they're like, look at all the freshmen. They're all wearing the same uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Let's dump one of them in the trash. <laughs> that didn't happen in my school, oh, really? but uh, maybe at your school. I don't know. <laughs> that didn't happen to me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, reg- <laughs> moving on. Uh, regardless, yeah, it, it would it'd be... Yeah, it would, it would especially suck, like right? you, you, your your senior year of high school, the end portion of that was ruined as well. Yeah, so you didn't have an actual graduation. Yeah. Then the first time you're in college, you're going to get that first year robbed. I mean, of course, you're going to get that experience later on, but uh, you know, for the following three years, well, assuming that this all ends, but I, I really do think that it'll be. Yeah. It'll be water under the bridge. I'm just wondering, uh, like, especially if they cancel college football, if you're a freshman that, you know, you got a full scholarship to a school, you know, for football, and they cancel the season, and then, you know, we have football next fall. Are you technically still a freshman at that time? Like, oh, athletically? I would imagine. You'll still have four yeah. years. Yeah, I really think that they'll... What's it called? Like red shirt? Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's what it's called. When you only play like part of a season, I may be blowing smoke out of my ass, but... Or if um, like before the it's... season starts, you just like, you declare red shirt because yeah, you're right. like injured or you... I don't know. Right. Yeah, pretty sure the process for that is like you run outside and you just scream red shirt and oh. then you have to like... With your with fist, a red shirt with on. a with a red shirt, yeah, yeah, but also in your hand, oh, okay. scream, "I am red shirt." There's no, there's and no form at all. No, no, there's no form. You <laughs> just declared like it. You just declare it a little bit like the office. Yeah, uh, when he declares bankruptcy. Oh yeah, that's that's how it works. Okay, okay. I see. This is where you come to learn. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is where you come to learn. But do you think everything will be sort of resuming as normal, at least on activities of younger folks, once a vaccine is approved and at least in place? Is that the time when you think, all right, resume For as sure. normal? I and think if you don't get I the think, vaccine, that's up to you, basically. Yeah, I think. The vaccine will come out, and I imagine because they're already producing mass amounts of it, uh, that they will have large quantities of it. Maybe not still enough for everyone, but enough for a huge proportion of the population. So I think once we hit that like 70% mark of people getting vaccinated, and then from there we have to wait about a month 
because the immune system takes a while for it to kind of pick up its antibody response and all that stuff. So we would have to, and I believe the rumors are that it's going to take two shots. So you take one shot, then you have to go back two weeks later and get another shot. And yeah, take notes on this, Kyle. And then uh, after your second shot, then you would wait another two weeks to four weeks, and then you would have an immune, you'd have immunity. So, you know, I think ultimately when it comes to school, I think we're going to have a full school year go by. So this semester is going to be online. Next semester is going to be online. And then I think for most people to have an immune response and for for this to be all over, uh, you know, quote unquote over, uh, it'll probably be sometime in summer. Mm -hmm. And this vaccine, I mean, you know, you pump out the first round of vaccines right see how many people die right well but then you're but also after that you're you're constantly working on this vaccine or versions of the same vaccine to try to prevent or try to fight against mutations of COVID-19 similar to the flu or is that not something that you would do yeah so we have to we we have to wait and see what happens with with the virus i mean it's going to mutate i mean it has mutated um so we'll just have to see how effective this vaccine is going to be and uh if it's effective after this year after like a one-year period then you know maybe they won't work so much on another vaccine Um, but if it does mutate a lot and with the stipulation that it mutates a lot and it affects us a lot, mm-hmm. then I'm sure they'll they'll start making vaccines like they do for the flu. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it would suck for me if I were a freshman and oh, I'd be all time. excited. I, I knew I was really pumped. I mean, I was nervous and I was super excited and uh, it was a good time. So you're going to have a bunch of sophomores that are going to be acting like they're freshmen right and then you're gonna have a bunch of freshmen that are gonna be coming in you know like in 2021 uh they're gonna be acting the exact same wow uh yeah who knows double trouble strange time double Um, trouble yeah (laughs) wow i don't know what i was gonna say there but you said it wow (sighs) yeah just wow i just can't imagine yeah. Uh, so I did. I did a bit of digging. Finally, after I think our the episode that I mentioned at the end that we might talk about the Chinese government uh, on the Muslims. Yeah, take notes on this yes. too. Um, <laughs> the the please forgive me if I mispronounce this. Uyghur people. What'd you call uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> Uyghur uh, people. <laughs> I apologize. I'm not trying to be insensitive. Disclaimer. Uh, so yeah, I did a bit of digging, meaning I watched a bunch of BBC news, and I have some information, and then I I have something that I'd like to ask you, mm. your opinion on. 
and the Uyghurs. Bien sûr, les Uyghurs. Okay, so the Uyghur people are. I I initially called them the Igor because it's spelled U I G H U R. But based off of three videos that I watched That's not uh, from news outlets that it's from reporters. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Uh, according to reporters that were from China, China, I would imagine that they would know how to pronounce it. So oh, they okay. pronounce it Uyghur. Yes. Uh, so the Uyghur people live in a north northwesterly well, probably the, the furthest northwesterly region of China and China. China. And, and apparently the Chinese government has been detaining people. And where we left this off, which was like a month ago at this point, or like three weeks ago, we talked about briefly how Chinese the Chinese government was putting hoods over people and having them like kneel and not executing them, but... Uh, there were thousands of these people that were being put in these hoods and then being led off to these camps. And these camps just kind of got built over the last few years, just really rapidly, just out of nowhere. There was raising of ground, and then there were just a bunch of camps, and uh, there are numerous of them. So these people were being sent there, and apparently the reason is that the Chinese government sees the Uyghur people as potential extremists due to previous extremist behavior. So talking about terrorism. Mm -hmm. And this really came, this fear, quote unquote fear, came up uh, after the 2000, so after 9-11 here in the United States. Uh, they, the Chinese government started focusing on Muslim groups and saying, well, if it can happen in the United States, then it can happen here. And then they started citing these different terrorist situations. Like this one person apparently stabbed over 20 people. And uh, they were a, a person of Uyghur de descent. So I think that they started citing that and like a few other uh, situations and saying, okay, well, if you are of this descent, then we're going to start putting you in these camps against your will and well supposedly against your will because well I'll get to that in a second but it's quote-unquote against your will and it really is just to be clear but the, I'm using quote-unquote for a good reason uh, so there's this yeah so they're rounding up these thousands of people and I think they've they've uh, enslaved I mean essentially enslaved because these people do have to work uh, as well as have to go through their re-education uh, to switch from a Uyghur lifestyle or culture, which is Muslim-based, to a, I believe, Han. I believe that's the predominant uh, Chinese uh, culture is Han. So the Chinese government is trying to pull more people that are of Han descent or Han uh, thought to go into that region and then they are forcing Uyghur people to not 
I think they're forcing them to sterilize. So they are not going to be fertile anymore. And they are also forcing them at the very least to take birth control and not probably not talking about like the pill form where like, Hey, it's the honor system. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more, this every day. yeah, it's more of like, we're going to implant this in you, uh, like a IUD and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. So, and this is actually a debate and this is what I wanted to, to ask you about, and I'll, I'll actually circle back to this, but the, the, the question is, so people have been considering this as genocide because although the people themselves have not been killed, they, because they're being forced to sterilize, you're essentially killing off the culture. You're killing off the people by killing off their, their future line. And so some experts are debating and saying, well, this is technically a, a type of genocide. So that's my question to you, and I'll, I'll circle back to it. Um, do you think that's actually genocide? So, um, I well, definitely, yeah. well, go ahead. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to go back to why I was kind of dancing around the idea of uh, this 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 whole idea of like them being forced into this situation mm-hmm. because clearly they're being forced like it's at gunpoint they have hoods over their heads and they're being marched into these camps <laughs> so i don't think there's much debate but the thing is that what i saw and what i brought up last time was that the chinese ambassador was being pinned for this so he was in an interview with a bbc news anchor yep, and I the news anchor was yeah right so it was <laughs> so bad yeah. they're just showing him like clips of like drone footage and stuff like that and he's like i am the chinese ambassador and i'm telling you this is not happening and they're like we have proof it's right here yeah. we're showing it to what, your what's face what's the region called xiang or i didn't write that down yeah it's Xiang something. Yeah, I, I, they I can't asked him, remember. and he's like, "It's a, it's such a beautiful region." <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't really ask that, but <laughs> no, no, no. He's totally dancing around the whole thing. And then they're like, "So we we got these numbers from your local government there," and they're and it's like there's an eighty four percent decrease in these uh, Uyghur people, and He's like, no, that's not right. <laughs> and, he's, and then they're like, well, we got this from a local government there. And he's like, well, I'm the Chinese ambassador and I'm telling you that's incorrect. And just like going back and forth, like has no numbers to no. give or anything like that. He's just saying it's incorrect. So anyway, so these, so eventually at some point, just like a year ago, the Chinese government did allow some reporters to go to one of these camps. Uh, specifically one of these camps because <laughs> and well I'll, I'll touch on this again what what was their experience was that they were they went into these camps and they found that these people were really happy you know these yeah. Uyghur people that were uh, learning about Han culture yeah Han culture and it. communism and and China and all that with stuff a and smile it it's it's very much like with a smile and just like just this really artificial way of, and they were dancing and had the garb on the traditional garb. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like all that stuff. 
And it seemed like every time they were being interviewed, which they were being interviewed with Chinese officials there to like moderate, to make sure like they were saying the right stuff. Uh, they, they seemed like they were just following a script. And yeah, so these people have like this plastic face on. It really seems like it. Uh, not saying the stuff that they probably want to say, like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but saying like, oh, hon, real nice. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the reporters end up like going to some of the other cons. Well, I'm going to call them the concentration camps to some of these other concentration camps and the 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 officials there are like no you need to get the fuck out of here like we only allowed you to go to yeah, this one we having fun in this one <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we ain't having fun here <laughs> so you, you can't come here uh that's essentially lunch it though yeah so these reporters end up also mentioning that they took aerial footage of the, these areas. So the concentration camp that they went to, and they're not called concentration camps, but for all intents and purposes, they are. The, the concentration camp that they went to, they had removed, like they had a, an open field where they were allowed to have their their recess or oh. their uh, type, their time outside, kind of like a jail, right? Yeah, like you, you got to have a little bit of time outside. <laughs> I mean, even the Chinese recognize that. So, so they had completely gotten rid of that and had built tennis courts and basketball courts. Nice. And they had these, uh, these people pretend like they always played there and like they always had fun there <laughs> and all this wonderful stuff. And it's like clear as day, like they had just just destroyed it like a month ago and had like quickly built this stuff real quick, just at this one place. And then all the others, however, had barbed wire fence and like guard towers and all this stuff. Like, ah, yeah, that that's that's there. convincing. <laughs> no, don't it's look over there. A summer camp for adults. They can never leave. <laughs> that's exactly. That's basically what's going on. Yeah, and, they and didn't the, sign up for. No, exactly. But ask them. Go ahead, ask them. <laughs> yeah, I'll it. stand right here, and I'll, and I'll watch. No, you can't have private time with them. No, no, no. It's not good for them. <laughs> so the Chinese government though detains these people, and it's not just like I remember how I mentioned before that. Uh, it's because they fear terrorism and whatnot. They're not just detaining them because they've committed a crime. They're detaining them because they might commit a crime. And they have a, apparently processes because they've got three times the amount of cameras in this region than they do in other areas of China. I think it might even be more than three times. I remember three times the budget at least or something like that to do surveillance. So they've got tracking on their phones of course which is universal and but they also have tons of camera and cameras that take facial recognition and stuff like that and they do these tests on these people to figure out are you are you potentially going to be a criminal or just like observing them and like stuff that they type and stuff that they write and stuff like that and they just they predetermine if you are going to be a pre-criminal before you even do a criminal, uh, any sort of criminal engagement. And 
not only that, they have for each household in this region, they have an appointed official. So a Chinese official that will, that can show up at any point in like what, while you're not part of the camp, like this is still while you're free living, uh, quote unquote, free living. And they can check in on the household and you're, you, you can't bar entry to this official. So they can just stop in whenever they want. So they're like a godfather to the household and they can remind the kids and teach the kids about communism and all that stuff. And they can stop by whenever they want. And so far the numbers are one in six adults of this entire province are in these camps. So imagine determining that one in six people, adults, are pre-criminals, like they are going to be criminals in the future. That is pretty stunning. And people are being tortured there. I mean, of course, the people that have, that have, I don't even know how they've somehow they've escaped. Like some people have found their way out. Maybe they've said that, yeah, I'm indoctrinated, I indoctrinated, no problem. And then they end up, you know, defecting or going somewhere else. I don't know what the situation is, but uh, people are like being tortured based off of interviews from people that aren't, you know, don't have I mean, a Chinese official right next to them. identical to communist Russia in, you know, the 30s through yeah. whatever, the 60s or 70s, when it would just be like, let's barge in because I, I heard a rumor that I made up that you're going to do this thing. Right. And you have no evidence of it, but we're going to torture you and try to get all this information just because we're scared you're going to be different than what we want as a yeah. communist regime. Exactly. Yeah. It's very, yeah, that's that's just how communism can go and inevitably does go by the looks of it. Yeah. So, yeah, so this brings me to my first question. I actually have two questions. My first question is going back to the genocide thing. Do you consider that genocide? So the concentration camps along with the sterilization of these people? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm leaning toward yes, because you're targeting a specific group of people with a culture and you're denying them life in the sense of you're not allowing them to reproduce on their terms and you're denying them basically the pursuit of liberty and uh, of property as well so on top of that you're trying to exterminate their religion culture Hmm. as well so it's you know your job their job is basically to forcefully assimilate them to completely different people against their will so yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm leaning toward yeah. Okay, and okay. So my second question is: Imagine this: you are King Trump. Mm-hmm. You have defeated the U.S. Postal Service, <laughs> and you are now now it's faced. only in person 
ballots or yeah. <laughs> well not even you're king you're oh. not even president anymore <laughs> oh, okay okay there's no voting <laughs> no there's no voting uh because you've done away with it for the time being quote unquote sure. for the time being once stuff and, clears up we'll bring it back <laughs> yeah once stuff clears up <laughs> yeah uh what what would you do if you were america like what would you do in this situation <laughs> as like the as the government or as just like what the citizens of the US should do or the government yeah government um if so you're saying if if he just did away with the postal service Oh, I was just, I was being facetious there. But, or you're, you're saying yeah. about the situation in China. Yeah, about the okay. situation okay. in China. So let's say you've got the power, you are the U.S. government. What would you do about the situation in China? Hmm. I mean, it just seems like, you know, whenever the U.S. or Russia or China is mad at one another. It's mm. just like new sanctions against. Yeah. And they're like, we don't care at all. Guess what? Exactly. You're sanctioned now. <laughs> it's like that ske uh, sketch from Chappelle's show, Black Bush. Yeah. Sanction me. So I don't say, know sanction, sanction me with the army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I don't know that that necessarily would, you know, get the point across because sanctioning a country like China, who we're probably more dependent off of them for know. things than they are of us, I don't think they would care that much. I mean, it's not going to be like, oh, no, they're sanctioning us. Let's just get rid of this whole program i don't think any sort of like economic retaliation would be in order although that would probably be the easiest like course of action to quote unquote punish another country because you don't actually have to go over there and talk or do anything physically um, yeah <laughs> so i don't think that would work um I don't know if even going over there and, you know, I think you would have to form like a coalition of countries that are on the same page and even yeah. maybe work with countries that normally you wouldn't work with who are on the, even on the same page of like, we've seen what this, we've seen this before in history and we don't, we all agree that we don't want it going any further than it's already gone. So we're all going to basically gang up on you. And if all, if a lot of countries can work together to basically expose them, because I think they're very uh, conscious about their reputation to the world and what their image, what they want their image to be. That's why they're denying this so adamantly and trying to mm. spin it. If you can expose them, if you can make them look backward in any way, then maybe that will do something to stop 
a little bit of it. Um, again, if you have all these countries banding together to impose economic sanctions, then they might wake up a little bit more. Um, I just don't know what you would do short of like military threat to like, and I don't even know if that would do anything, but escalate issues further. So, right. I don't know, but I think, you know, if we do know that this is going on and a lot of people are in agreement that, Hey, this is looking a lot like genocide or it could potentially get to that level. Then if we know about it, then we need to really try to do something about it. If we know without a doubt what's going on. And I think you need to have a little bit of, of a responsibility just on a human level. Because I think after like the Holocaust, it was like, you know, everybody was in agreement never again. Not that it's to that level, but it's to a level that's egregious and shouldn't be tolerated anywhere. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know what the answer would be, but I think definitely people need to continue to talk about it, look more deeply into it, and really demand answers from China. Yeah, that's that's where I. I mean, I'm I'm perfectly in line with what you said. Uh, it's it's so tough. I mean, the United States is always perfectly happy to. Oh, <laughs> the first question is: Did they do something wrong to the other? Did the other country do something wrong? Second question is: Can they retaliate if we bomb them? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two questions <laughs> the United States asks. And if, if okay, the first thing might be true, and the second, if the second thing is true, suddenly the United States is like, ah, we're so busy with domestic shit right now. So, we're like, we can't, yeah. we can't be focusing on like too many other things at the moment. Do we, do we have a coalition for this? <laughs> do we have a coalition? And, uh, they, they definitely don't uh, come off as all that uh, strong and powerful and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree, though. I do think that if you have a huge, like a large band of many different countries uh, coming together and saying, like, hey, uh, don't do that, uh, then maybe, maybe that, that might work. But... Uh, Ultimately, I do think that if you just do sanctions back and forth, like that's going to do nothing. And you pointed it out, right? Like yeah. China is not as dependent on us as we are with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, China has already come out and said that they would they are in favor of Joe Biden becoming president. I don't know necessarily if that's because they think he's someone that they can genuinely work with on a lot of different levels or if that's because they see him as a uh, someone that they can get away with more than they can with someone else in office but I thought that was pretty interesting recently too yeah I didn't even hear about that yeah, yeah that is interesting I wonder what effect that would have having Joe Biden in there as opposed to Donald Trump 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's never clear cut, you know, even if they say a direct reason. I but meanwhile, there's a you... lot of hidden things in their response as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, though, you do have uh, at least one Muslim nation that's allies with China, uh, which that throws me off, too. Granted, I know just about nothing about Muslim culture, so... You know, what do I know? Maybe there's no, there's no loyalty there. But uh, from what I understand, Pakistan is, is uh, allies with or has a friendly relationship with China. So you would hope, I think that's another situation where does the United States feel or should the United States even step in if other countries that are, that have a closer tie to those, to that culture, if those countries don't have anything to say about it um yeah that's it i don't know that's a good question i'm i'm wondering the reasons behind pakistan's close relationship with china i'm wondering if that's because of their proximity and longtime rivalry with india yeah right I imagine that's probably a big, big part. And, and I, don't, I don't know how I would imagine China and India are not the greatest of friends either. I don't know. No, they're not. They actually just had a... a oh, fight. yeah. They did have that little firefight skirmish thing. Yeah. That was pretty nuts. It was <laughs> yeah, like it hand-to-hand was. combat. Like <laughs> I know. A mile in the air, just like on mountains and they just push these dudes off a mountain or something. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, what just happened? Like, and they're like, nothing. We're just going to build some shit right here. Right they're like, is this even China? And they're like, it is now. What are you going to do? Yeah. So that's probably, that's probably more of a strategic partnership than anything with Pakistan, I would imagine. Um, right. Because I feel like the Muslim world is very, well, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea, but because of how I don't know. I was going to say I feel like it's a very cohesive like everybody sort of wants to is on the same page or at least wants to be in support of other Muslim dominated countries. But I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know. It it's yeah, it's strange for me to decipher one, I know very little about it, but secondly I think about like the conflicts that have happened in the Middle East. But I don't know if any of that is well, I'm sure some of it is. But I don't know how much of that, what percentage of that is actually dominated by the different uh, versions. Yeah. Versions, is that the right word for for Islam? Like, you, right, you have Shiite, like Sunni. Sect, maybe? And yeah, yeah, sect. Uh, I don't know how much that played a role. And I don't know how many different versions... Uh, Sex. Like Catholicism versus exactly uh, right Baptist, yeah Baptist. You've got Lutheran. You've got I mean you've got all these like different 
uh, versions of Christianity yeah, that are out Protestant, there. Yeah, Yeah. Right. So. Which, yeah, there's been plenty of fighting between those throughout the centuries. So yeah. Shia, Sunni, Sufi, those are the three big within Islam. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I do think that that's probably something that needs to be taken into consideration. Like if you have the the dominant group of Muslims that don't care or they're not making any effort towards trying to fix this this situation. I do think that kind of puts the United States in a bind. Like how can you justify like you can justify just because like hey, humans are being tortured and humans are being treated like dog shit. Um yeah. but I mean that that's true like all the time. It just it seems to be never ending. So what, like the United States is just going to invade every single country? <laughs> I know. It's just, yeah, it's it's a tough spot to be in because it's like, well, what's the United States going to do about it? And then, you know, the minute we do something about something somewhere different, they're like, why don't you get out of people's countries? So it's exactly. just like you can never win as the United States no. in, in most foreign affairs, but... Um, I don't know. It's just, it, I just thought about, you know, going back to, you know, Islamic nations versus, you know, I guess Christian dominated nations, you know, yeah. like France or Germany, UK, United States, whatever the West. Um, I think there is a higher, um, appreciation for secularism in those oh, countries yeah. as opposed to Muslim dominated countries it's like religion and law are basically one and the same so I don't know how that necessarily ties into um, the way that they would react with foreign affairs or yeah you know things like that but i don't know it's just something that i thought about as being a, a stark difference between those two worlds it's like yeah i think that a lot of that the west was built on foundations of you know christianity and um but now it's like that's a, still a big part of the society but you're able to keep it out of law and government which i think ultimately is a good thing and has enabled us to uh progress to such a level that we have you know but i don't know where i don't really know where i'm going with this i just had that idea of you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> secularism in you know Eastern versus Western nations. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you don't get much, you don't get that sense in the United States, right? Because of exactly what you mentioned, that the government is supposed to be independent of uh, religion, which is evident, obviously, on, like, for example, our dollar bills have nothing to do with religion. So that's, 
that's uh, it's always been held held true in our government, and uh, nobody ever talks about <laughs> God at all when they're giving no. their speeches. When they're trying to win over <clears throat> a huge population to to vote for them. Right. Yeah. So, I. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how religion, once it's that closely tied, where it's like obvious, it's pretty obvious in the United States too, but we, you know, we, we do try and create a distinction. But uh, with, with the Muslim, with, with Muslim people, yeah, or Muslim-run governments, I mean, the fact that you can actually say that, it's a Muslim-run government. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that does throw in a wrench. But I, ultimately, I don't know how they'd react. I mean, it's a million people. It's over a million Muslims that are being uh, captured and taken away and quote unquote re-educated. And I can't, I just find it, I find it interesting that one, that not very many people are talking about it. But secondly, that it's, I mean, this is like, it's pretty borderline, you know, like you were saying earlier, uh, communist Russia or uh, Nazi Germany, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of getting in, in that territory. And, uh, yeah. I mean, just everybody's like, ah, you know, Nazi Germany was so terrible and we'll never do that again. And communist Russia was so terrible. We'll never do that again. <laughs> and here we are. I know. And we're just like, uh, we got other things because we got to worry about. Yeah, Because with communism, basically the, the state is the religion. At that point, even though there's yeah. no quote unquote religion, they're treated as, you know, all knowing, all powerful. And you act as if the state is watching you at all times. You have to be on your best behavior. You have to follow these rules. You have to do all these things or else you will be punished in this life, not the next. So it's a more immediate religion than even religion itself. Yeah. Um, my big brother is always watching, essentially. Yeah. And uh, so, I don't know, I just, it's just, it's a, it's a terrible situation. And I understand that, you know, whatever country you are, be it China, France, you know, Canada, if you're having an influx of immigrants from another country come in and settle in a particular territory with a completely different culture, language, um, religious belief, whatever, um, and they come into your country and your country has a set of you know, a set government, Hmm. a culture, you know, a way that you want to behave in that particular society um, based on rules that established that society. I understand completely that you would, as the government, want whatever group of people you're harboring, whether it's refugees or immigrants or people trying to escape to a better life i completely understand how you would want them to assimilate um you know not like word for word like 
you know, the Chinese are doing now with the Uyghur Muslims. Mm. But I think if you want to come to a place, I think there has to be a little bit of respect on your end as well to say, I can still retain my culture, my religion, especially if you're coming in the United States. I can retain all these things, but the laws are the laws are different you know the societal uh unwritten rules are different uh the language is different cultural norms are different and it's it's not like something like immediately if you don't do all these things like screw you but i think i can definitely understand countries wanting people coming in to to a certain extent, assimilate or try their best to, to assimilate in order to, I don't know, embrace their new country in a way. I'm not saying, like, force them to do these things, but you would hope that you would, uh, on some level, try to assimilate and, and embrace the new culture you're in just out of respect. Right. And I'm not saying that at all is like a what the Uyghur Muslims are doing. I think they've probably been there for centuries established in that particular region. Um, But I'm just, I'm going off on a tangent with, you know, the migrants that have flooded into Europe over Mm. the past, you know, couple of decades. And it's just gotten wildly out of hand, you know, just on a logistics number uh, alone. Um, So I, I, definitely can sympathize with the fact that you want people to you know come in if you want but if you want to be a citizen like there's definitely there's these channels that you have to go down and we want to make it as fair as possible if you really want to follow the rules yeah no of course it makes sense uh, to to want some sort of legislation so that you can you can get people to express themselves as freely as possible, but still within the constraints of what was already established, uh, in, in a free society. I think of course that, that whole idea goes out the window. If you're talking about like Russia or, uh, the current situation or, uh, with China or the current situation that's going on in Belarus, Belarus, I want to say, yeah, Um, with that dictatorship that's going on. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me to see throughout the history. I mean, we know what we know throughout history of these different dictatorships, uh, and they, they don't tend to go well. No. And, uh, yeah, they don't go so well. They never have, in fact. No, but and yet we still have them. We still have them. I mean, I but what's cool is like there's at least a part of the world that's not like that. And that's yeah. something that's never been around either, to my knowledge. I, what do you far, mean, a part, of the, a part of the world like here or? Yeah, like here or Europe, like a more advanced form of democracy and republic and whatnot of course the greeks had it and the romans and whatnot but like i mean even the romans had dictators and uh i don't know if the greeks did yeah emperors so 
it's uh it's cool to see that evolution where you have kind of this uh this area of the world that has a completely different twist to how to run government compared or how to yeah run a country how to run a, an established boundary of land with people in it <laughs> and uh it's different from what a lot of other countries or other kingdoms uh, have have tried to do in the past. There's always dictatorships, some sort of king, some sort of emperor, some sort of mm -hmm. queen, you know, and uh, that ended up leading to all kinds of different kingdoms uh, dying off or uh, they just can continue to struggle, you know, look at France, yeah. for example, right? Like, with the Louis. Yeah. I mean, good gracious, nobody was happy. It just seems like unless you had an incredibly benevolent king or a king that really tried, at least tried a little bit, I don't I can't think of anybody that comes to mind that's Louis like fourteenth. Like, <laughs> 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 well I mean I was thinking maybe Charlemagne because he focused on yeah. teach like uh <clears throat> education and stuff like that. Yeah. But even then, like, I mean, what do we know? Like, right. I'm sure he wasn't perfect. I'm sure he, like, he still, he still tried to have battles. <laughs> he still Expand tried to take the Frankish empire. Exactly. You know, he was <clears throat> going into present day Germany and he was going into, uh, Northern Italy and going into Spain some. So, I mean, it's not like we really want that either. So even in the, I guess what I'm saying is even in the best case scenarios, quote unquote, best case scenarios, uh, from the li limited knowledge we have, it's, it's an, it's a, it's an old and seemingly inefficient way to go about running a country. And it's cool to see that there are changes in government. I'm really, and what I'm also sort of hopeful about is that maybe kind of the progression forward. Like I think what we've seen with even going to something as obscure as like the black lives matter movement, just seeing like the inequality that's within our system of society, uh, and trying to see if we can better it, like change certain elements. Like I think some, a lot of people are bringing into consideration, like some of the issues with the constitution, right. Uh, mentioning some of the outdated concepts that are in the constitu constitution and then of course, but then there, there are certain aspects of the Constitution that are still work really well. And I wonder if maybe we can slowly start to, to modulate that over time as well and kind of create out of our current democracy to, to be able to create uh, a new form of government that's, that's even more polished than, than what we have now, which I imagine we polished from Greeks and, and Romans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it yeah, it was revived in the Enlightenment era and out of that kind of sparked you know the revolutions which turned into you know your first democratic societies in a long long time and you know hopefully like you said we'll continue to evolve in the right direction. I think you know the constitution is as despite how old it is it's it's a it's one of the most remarkable documents ever written because so much of it is still relevant today um, and because you can amend certain things and add amendments 
um, as time and technology advances. Um, you know, nobody was, nobody's perfect, so I don't think any form of government will ever be or has been, but, you know, if you look throughout history and yeah, I don't know. I mean, democracy certainly has elements that we've demonstrated that are not good, or we at least have not used them to what we should have used them in, in yeah. the past. But, you know, hopefully we can look at those those times and learn from it and change things as we, you know, as if they are necessary to change. Um, but... But yeah, I just want people to, I don't know, I just would, I'd really hope that people are interested in learning about not just their own history, but history of other nations throughout time. And, you know, a lot of, th a lot of times you see regression in, in some places and a lot of times you see repetition and it might precisely be because you don't know your own history and. I oh just, yeah, absolutely. I just want, yeah, I would just want people to not eliminate or disregard history just because it doesn't fit whatever narrative they're spouting right now, or because it makes them uncomfortable to talk about or look into. Um, like life's not always going to be easy or perfect, so you got to embrace the dark side sometimes in order to get out into a place where you can see a little bit clearer and hopefully be have a better understanding of human nature and yourself. There we go, folks. We just fixed government. Yep. Um, but yeah, now on to the sports second <laughs> segment. Okay. <laughs> I think we introduced our latest like new segment, like what? <laughs> four months ago five months ago it's a it's a one episode segment yeah, every time new to this episode sports second uh, in the champions league has got gotten down to the semi-finals nick i don't know if you've seen this oh yeah you know i've been following <laughs> i don't at all rely on down. you for my updates <laughs> this is not oh, we're down to four teams right uh Bayern two, München yep <laughs> yep they're they're one of the last four we've got two German teams Bayern München and Leipzig oh, okay a very uh shocking very pick. much a shocking yeah I was gonna say but I said it first <laughs> I just want everybody to know to, as proof <laughs> as proof that I knew what I was talking about <laughs> you did um <laughs> And then we have PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, ah. which not as shocking. Still, they were not a favorite to maybe even go this far, but they've got Mbappe and Neymar, and of course. when they're on form, it's hard for anybody to stop them. Yeah. And then you also have another French team, Lyon, which is a definite shocker. Yeah. Because they thrashed Manchester City in the quarterfinals to reach this stage didn't uh Bayern destroy Barcelona like, Barcelona that's it eight to two yeah 
That is embarrassing. And it was such an embarrassing defeat, in fact, that Leo Messi is absolutely done with Barcelona. Wow. According to multiple sources. Um, he apparently the whole season has made has pleaded with the top office at Barca to make all sorts of changes and tactical changes as well and evidently they didn't do it and this was kind of the last straw uh, this 8-2 defeat to Bayern um, where he's like I just I, I want out and there's already speculation that he could go to the Premier League. Um, or David Beckham's new club, FC Miami, or Inter Miami. What, they have a new in club in Miami? Yeah. Whatever happened to Raleigh? I thought Raleigh was like a prime location to get an MLS I know. team. We, we made a bid. Oh. Um, because there's the there was the Railhawks now NCFC, which is basically a part of the league that's one step under MLS. Yeah. Um, semi-pro. I've seen the Railhawks a few times. Yeah. Now now they they've turned into NCFC. Oh okay. Um, same exact place, just different ownership and team name and jerseys and players and coaches um, <laughs> otherwise the same thing same um, <laughs> but we didn't they didn't receive a bid because the guy the owner of the panthers david tepper the new owner go on uh was like no nah, we're gonna just i'm just gonna make a team in charlotte and we're gonna be in the mls now <laughs> What? Oh, well, okay, but it'll be in North Carolina. It'll be in North Carolina, yeah. It's like FC Charlotte or like Queen City, whatever. But and they're going to play at the Panthers Stadium, like same colors as the Panthers. Okay, so, but they would be part of the MLS? They will be MLS, yeah. Okay, okay. And I think that might be like 20, 24 or something. Okay. All right. I'll look forward to that. But anyway, Lionel Messi might be oh, going yeah. to Miami. Well, yeah, speculation. I, you know, I've always been under the the feeling that he's going to retire at Barca, basically be a uh, a guy who stayed there his whole life, essentially. Um, he's just going to see how know. much money they're gonna offer <laughs> yeah and if david beckham can give him more money you might see him in miami yeah which yeah. would be wild we'll i'd love to see him in the premier league though we'll give him a cool 500 million dollars yeah okay uh, yeah you might go for that but yeah i just thought it was cool that two french teams and two german teams in the final, it's going to be PSG versus Leipzig and okay. Bayern versus Lyon. So. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So two underdogs. Yeah, two and underdogs. I think <clears throat> Bayern's the favorite overall right now. Yeah, that makes sense. But PSG-Bayern would be a huge game. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, well. But yeah, Thomas Müller scored two goals. He's still getting it done. Yeah, how old is he now? 45? <laughs> At least. Okay. At least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's basically, that's the soccer second, and now the <laughs> NBA second. Yeah, I will... Uh, I'll update myself on all the names and all that of, of the <laughs> soccer players once the World Cup rolls around again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah and then I'll contact you. And I'll be like, yeah. hey, do you know who this guy is? That's <laughs> you, old news. And you, He's out. <laughs> and you're going to be like, yeah, dipshit. <laughs> Don't try and educate me on, yeah, on, on football. Yeah, NBA segment. NBA segment. Just uh, you know, we're we're adding uh, we're adding sound effects which aren't happening, by the way. Hot take. NFL. Yeah. Man, that's gonna cause riots. That's gonna cause riots. I've got a source. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the NBA. Yes. <clears throat> we don't, nobody wants to hear Kyle's source. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already had two playoff games already happen today. Oh, I didn't even check those scores. Well, I've got them pulled up right here. Let me tell you. Jazz oh. Nuggets, game one. Denver wins, game one. 135, 125. Okay. Nets Raptors game one Raptors win one thirty four to one ten. These games are insanely high scoring in the bubble. Yeah. Currently going on game one seventy sixers Celtics. It's tied twenty seven apiece quarter two ten thirty remaining. Yeah. So. So yeah, there's there's going to be a few different games that I'm actually pretty intrigued by. Uh, like, I I find it funny that the Bucks are playing the Orlando Magic again. They played them last year in the first round and swept them. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Well, it's probably going to be another sweep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know what I'm actually interested in is the Blazers and Lakers. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a good series. Um, yeah. I mean, Damian Lillard is just a man possessed right now. Yeah. Yeah, C.J. McCollum. I mean, they definitely have a better team this year than they did last year. I still think the Lakers will win. I'm, I'm going 4-2 on the series okay. on that. Yeah, I would at least give them one, one or two wins, the Blazers. I think it could be a tough matchup Yeah. for the Lakers if, if you know. I, I don't know how deep the bench is on the Blazers, but – the Lakers, I don't know. Just like I feel like they have a bench, but everybody on that team that plays is pretty old. So that's like a worry of mine going deep into the playoffs. But that's true. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, if Anthony Davis is on form the whole time and LeBron too, that's a pretty tough matchup to stop. That's true. Although they've they've definitely struggled over the last yeah. few games. Yeah, I mean the the Blazers have a pretty good team. They got Carmelo Anthony, who's obviously getting up there, but he's he's actually had a pretty a few pretty yeah. good games. Um, they also have 
well, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, uh, Nurkic, 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 and Gary Trent Jr. and Hassan Whiteside. So I think they're they're starting five or six are pretty good. They got Trevor Ariza too, but I don't know how good he is still. Yeah, I mean. They, like some of the threes that Damian Lillard is taking, it's yeah. just pretty insane. And the guy asked him after the game, like, "Where are you comfortable with? Like, what's the extent of your like range?" And he's like, "I really can pull up at half court and like be confident yeah. <laughs> with my shot." But like, I feel like that's pretty insane. Like, if I miss one, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I for sure. That was wild. Yeah, it is. Really tough player. I mean, he's he's really he's really good. He wants the ball in a high-pressure scenario. He wants to take the last shot. He's like a mini Allen Iverson. Yeah, although but can he's shoot better. And taller and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'm I'm looking forward. I mean, there's a few series I really don't give a shit about, like the one you mentioned with Denver Nuggets yeah. and Utah Jazz. I don't care. I mean, Utah's already down one of their players uh, because uh, I think no, someone – no, not someone died. Maybe someone died? No. I think maybe somebody had a birth, a child. Something like that. I don't know. You're not excited for the Heat and Pacers series? Yeah, I think the Heat are going to beat them pretty soundly. Like 4-1, probably something like that. And then, unfortunately, the Heat are pl- going to play the Bucks, um in the next series. And I have a friend who's a big Heat fan. <laughs> and we talk shit to one another all the time. And I did get the last laugh on her uh, this time around because, well, the Bucks beat the Heat. They came back and scored like 20 points in a row and won the game uh, in the bubble. So I got to talk didn't shit even to her. Need to win it, probably. No, 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 they didn't need to win to, it. To secure the one seed. Anyway. Yeah, right. Um, but Mavs Clippers could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think the Clippers are going to win. Yeah, I think the Clippers are going to win like 4-1. I think it'll be interesting. Like, each game will be interesting on an individual level, but I think the series itself. I, I Like, they got Luka. Uh, Porzingis. Oh, no. Yeah, they got Porzingis. But I don't know. Clippers just have too much. Their whole team is really good. Yeah, I mean, if they can stay healthy, I mean, I honestly think they can beat the Lakers in the oh that Western final. So okay, if Portland doesn't beat the Lakers, which I think is an incredibly slim chance, um, then I don't really care about the next matchup, whatever it is. Maybe Lakers Rockets. I I forgot what it is. That might be somewhat interesting. Yeah, because it's Thunder Rockets now. Yeah, so. Then if the Lakers get past that, then they would end up with the Clippers. Dude, that series is going to be so exciting. Oh, my God. Clippers versus Lakers. Oh, my God. That's going to be so exciting. Imagine if Kawhi just – he goes to the Raptors, wins. He goes to the Clippers, wins. Wow. 
won at the Spurs, MVP three different times, three different teams. Goes to the Bucks, wins. <laughs> Man. Oh, they definitely would win. That would be crazy. The Bucks. <laughs> On a $1 contract. But, I mean, I think the, the Bucks have a – I mean, a, I don't know. I'm not saying it's an easier path to the finals, but oh, then the West, yeah, mo- definitely. It's more like clear cut that the Bucks are the overwhelming favorites to get to the finals. Yeah, on the East side. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think the Heat are definitely a not threat. That they can't give them, you know, not that they're not going to have problems or lose games, but yeah. Last year, I was just happy if they won the first series. That's all I wanted them to do, and then they ended up winning two series and then they got to the conference finals so i was pretty happy with that this year did they add any like significant players or get people back from an injury situation no not really to be honest um i'm just kind of banking on them just having more cohesion yeah together just now that they've had two two years to, to play with one another um yeah, let's see. Well, they picked up Giannis's younger brother, but he's not that great. So, although I will say, Divincenzo, uh, Divincenzo yeah. is even chains. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> he's he's pretty good. Uh, I do like him. He was he was actually pretty decent last year, but he got even better this year. So, um, that's yeah, that's he's... that's a good thing. Uh, the rest of it, yeah, I, I'm not. Did, I don't know. Did they have Robin Lopez? I know they had Brooke Lopez last year. Maybe they didn't have Robin Lopez. I don't think they had Robin they Lopez. Both yeah, so brothers. they have both Lopez brothers. Both both Antecumpo brothers. Yeah. <laughs> now that I look at it, everybody's a brother. <laughs> George Hill, has he been playing a lot? Uh, I don't know about a lot, but he's been playing. I think he's Eric been playing. So. Yeah, Eric was out for a while because he got in the bubble late. Or I think he had COVID. Yeah, he oh, had COVID. Okay. He had the COVID. Huh. Kyle Corver. He's 47. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be. Uh, yeah. Your son, Ilyasova. Yeah. He's pretty good, too. We got a solid team. I I just hope Giannis has improved his jump shot. Yeah, that's the thing about NBA now is like everybody on the court's got to be able to have a good field goal percentage from like yep a lot of different areas of the court. Oh, for sure. Like big men have to be able to shoot the lights out now. You hear that, it's Shaq? Just a part of the game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not saying it's a better. I, I like it, but I'm not saying it's better than previous eras where it's like, you know, Shaq versus Yao. It's like dump it down and like yeah. see him go at it. Oh yeah, those those were great days too. Yeah, I do love the matchup of two big men. Yeah, it's like you show your post skills, which now is like pretty much non-existent yeah Um, 
So I don't know. I mean, it's definitely makes the games more high scoring, but it's a completely different strategy now to the to the big man role in the NBA. Because like that Porzingis guy can light it up from three. Yeah. Anthony Davis is a great shooter. I mean, Giannis is getting a lot better. Yeah, he's gotten better. He still needs some work. Yeah. Uh, well. Anyway, moving on to the NFL. I'm ready yeah. to hear from your source. All right. My source is... Dan Snyder from the Washington football team. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think there's a, a source. I really don't. You don't. You but don't. I do think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. Do you think that they're going to have an NFL? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's too much money. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's. You know, safety safety has an inverse relationship with money. Yeah. As money potential increases, safety concerns become less and less important. Yeah, and like, you know, with college football, the players aren't getting paid. Yeah, well, the Big so Ten canceled like, their season. Yeah. So... You know, if you're relying on this huge paycheck, you know, you're just going to bite the bullet and do it, I think. Oh, I don't think any, I don't think any players really care, to be honest. I would be so shocked if a player caught it and died, you know. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I would definitely be really surprised. I, I, I really think that there's too much money in it, and uh, I, I highly doubt they're even going to do like a bubble format. They're obviously not yeah. going to have people in the fan in the stands, but that's that's about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely can't really do a. I mean, I guess you could do a bubble thing, but think it logistically would be way tougher than an nba scenario oh yeah the sheer size of everything yeah the sheer size of everything plus um telling people like hey for 16 weeks you're not going to be able to go out (laughs) oh man yeah that would be uh That'd be too much, I think, for people to handle four months. I mean, maybe on your bye week, you're allowed to, like, leave for, like, a week or a couple of days and then come back and get tested. Nah, that's that stuff's not going to work. Yeah. It infringes on their freedom. Yep. But I, I hope that this, well, okay, COVID aside, just want to repeat that, COVID aside, uh, I do hope there's a season because I do want to see what Tom Brady can can do with Tampa Bay. It would suck to lose another year. Right. To your favorite quarterback to see if he can yep. perform yep. at a high level. My favorite quarterback. 
<laughs> the man that inspired you to move to this great nation. Oh, Thomas yeah. T. Brady. Even though I moved before he was in the NFL. And the NFL. man who you named your son after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom Brady Verhoeven. Tom Brady Verhoeven. Wow. <laughs> you know a lot more about my future than even I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting future. Just get ready. Yeah. Well, speaking of baby names, I might have mentioned this. Um, <laughs> you know, at some point on this podcast, uh, as sort of a joke, because I thought it was a joke initially, when someone that I know, um, don't believe he listens to this podcast, but he, uh, I just found out he had a baby about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and um, the father of the child's name is Lee. He wanted to name his son after him, but he gave Lee as the middle name. Um, the first name, I don't know if you want to take a stab at what he he named him. This is a white, this is a white gentleman. <laughs> I'm scared, sense. I'm scared to say this, but general. <laughs> 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 I wish it was. <laughs> Holy hell, I didn't even think about that. Not General Lee, no. Okay. Jet Lee. Jet Lee. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Didn't know didn't uh didn't know about Jet Lee, the actor. Oh, that's right. Arts. Yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Had no had no clue about Great this movie, gentleman. by the way. Great movie. Had no clue about this gentleman until a couple months into the pregnancy. So you'd think, oh, man, what what are we doing here? Naming our son Jet Li. Everybody's going to think we named him after the Jet Li. The Jet um, Li. But no, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down. <laughs> I'll prove all the haters wrong. That kid is. And continue to name my son Jet, middle name Lee. That kid is going to uh, gonna have to join a dojo of some sort. <laughs> yeah, if your kid is not a black belt, if your kid is not the fastest boy in school, then and ripped out of his mind, and ripped out of his mind, uh, then good luck, sir. Yeah. Good luck to you, Jet. Um, Jet Li, just double da- the the greatest part is just the doubling down. Of, yeah. Oh snap! I didn't know about that. Let's um, do it. Let's. Hey, that's even more fuel to the fire. Can't hold me down. <laughs> Jet Li. That's dedication. Yeah. So. Twenty twenty continues to surprise. Yep, it certainly does. And with that, I'm good to go. And we will sign off here and catch you next time on The Home Spun Yak.